0: Well, hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back. And if you're new to this podcast, my name is Akai Me McCoy, and I am the Christian therapist. I do want you to know that anything that I share on this podcast is not meant to be a replacement for therapy with a licensed mental health professional. All information is for educational purposes only. All right, sit back and enjoy. So let me go ahead and introduce my very special guest. Her name is Rushny Cope, aka Glamazini, and she is an awesome woman of God who has conquered depression after a long 20-year battle. She agreed to discuss her mental health challenges here with me on this podcast. So I do want you to know that this is a four-part series, so make sure you come back and listen to each one. They'll be posted on Tuesdays and Fridays. Rushni is married and has a beautiful son and her son was born with spider bifida but even though she conquered depression and she had this battle with depression and the son that was born with spider bifida nothing has stopped her from being able to serve god she is also an entrepreneur and a major face on social media to include facebook youtube instagram and periscope and she also has a website. Um, Glamazini.com. Her videos that she makes on Facebook and YouTube usually end up going viral due to her ability to create awesome humorous content. She will have you rolling with laughter. Her huge following, and I mean huge, has allowed her opportunities that allow her to be a brand ambassador with many companies and partners with international brands as well. You check out her website so you can see all that she is connected to and to learn more about her in general. So just remember, this is only one part of the four part series. So check back for the other parts that haven't been loaded yet and those that are already listed as an episode. All right, sit back and enjoy. All right, we are at part four of the four part series in Conquering Depression with miss Rushney cope a k a Glamazini, and the interview is now going to continue If you haven't listened to parts one, two, and three, you might want to check those out first before hitting this final episode. All right, sit back and enjoy as the interview continues um my next question rather is how do you believe what what do you believe? you're doing for the community? How are you helping the community? Because I know you are, I know you helped me. You've, you, from the moment that I met you, I think 2009, 10, 10 I don't know when that was, but I know you have helped serve a purpose in helping me. So how do you believe you're helping the community?
1: That's a wonderful question because I was, I've been trying to come up with a a way to say it. <laughs> Actually recently, I've been thinking about that. Um I think that I bring joy to people. I think that I um have a relatable style that brings them hope. Um I'm not perfect. I'm a flawed person and I share my flaws with people and I'm hoping my hope is that when I get in front of God he's going to see I know I'm at the right spot cuz I feel emotion happening. That's oh. what I'm in the right spot. I feel my tear ducts.
0: (laughs) Don't you do that? Because you know I will.
1: I'm not going to do it first of all for multiple reasons. (laughs) Podcast, but it's going to sound nasty if I start snorting. And I, (laughs) I I put on eyeliner. Okay, so vanity is going to stop me. Um, But um, I'm hoping that when I stand in front of God, He shows me all of the people that I brought, like I brought light into their dark situation. That's what I'm hoping. Like I have had people, not one, actually that same day that you were talking about on that Instagram, um, post where you were talking to me about keto Uh every week. I had two people. There was one person on that video with you. I'm not going to say who they are, who inboxed me after, like during the, um, during the video, she was inboxing me. She came out of the live and was inboxing me. And another person earlier that week, both of whom told me that they had thought about killing themselves and found oh. was sitting there instead watching my videos laughing.
0: Wow, praise God. What? To God be I, the glory, What? to God what? be the glory.
1: Like, what? And in my mind, I'm like, I'm just out here goofing off. <laughs> I'm just, I think what I'm hoping is that I'm a light because there's so much darkness and light, you know, we need, we need light in our lives, and we need to, um, see that life can be, like, this beautiful mix of the dark and the light, like, you can't always get, you know, keep living, like the old people say, it's right. gonna be darkness, right, okay. but if you turn to there can't be darkness without light, because by death, like, by definition. So if you turn and it's dark over here, there's light over here. You know what I mean? And learning how to exist and still have something wonderful in that is what I'm hoping I'm bringing. And well, I hope today's I'll be able to get that into a sentence. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I, like I said, even before we started this, you have made a major difference. I mean, and, and, and when you first mentioned in one of the videos years ago about depression, the fact that you could still bring joy to other people, to myself, you are absolutely serving the purpose that you were, the gift that you have. You have a gift. That gift that you have is benefiting other people. And I'm so grateful that you didn't keep the gift, didn't not open that gift and use that gift and share that gift. I'm so faithful (laughs) that you've done that. You know, so it's it's, it's, to God be the glory because had you not even mentioned that, mentioned when I was doing the scriptures, something that I didn't like doing because I didn't like being in front of people. If you not had done that, I'm wondering where that would be. I mean, God finds a way to make everything happen. So I know that it would happen another way, but you are a light. You absolutely are. And I think it is so beneficial for people like myself to express that because when you encourage others for what they're doing, it gives them the endurance to continue on. And God needs that. We're supposed to be in relationship, right? We're supposed to be in relationship with people. And Mm -hmm. so I'm saying that to you because you need to hear that. Thank you. That's so weird.
1: Thank you, though. (laughs) So
0: thank you for sharing that with me years ago. So I'm just paying it forward. (laughs) Thank you so
1: much. That means a lot hearing that. Thank you.
0: You're very welcome. And so uh, you mentioned your son, Zion. Mm-hmm. Well, he is that little boy. <laughs> Such a joy. I just love watching him. And I love, oh, I, I don't want to get on a tangent, but I just love how you got him, his wheelchair hooked up and all that stuff. I just, you're so creative. But what is it like for you in in raising your son and being a mom and what is that like for you? Because I know there's plenty of mothers out there that have children that have special needs. What is that like for you? And how are you, how have you been able to do that so well?
1: Uh, well, thank you for saying I do it well. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> you are um, doing it well. Thank you.
1: Okay. So I didn't want children. I'm going to be, I'm going to I'm going to keep it 100, One zero, zero. I did not want children. I thought I was going to become a model on the cover of Vogue and have like a flat in in Paris or something. Um, That was what, there was where I was going. And so I was not one of these people that was walking around like, oh my God, I'm going to be the most perfect mother. I had no concept of like that as a thing growing up. And of course, you know, life happens, your mind changes, you eventually are like, sure, I'll do kids or whatever. (laughs) And so by the time I got married, I was like, okay, I want to have a kid. I was like, I'm going to have two and a possible and, um, when we finally started trying, I thought I had time like, oh, okay, this is going to take a little bit of time to get pregnant. No. Oh no. Oh no. I got pregnant first. try, Uh, and <laughs> I gave me Zion. And so that's why I know that he's supposed to be here because literally he is the first th- attempt I have ever had at being pregnant. <laughs>
0: wow. Amen.
1: Right. So, and that's, that's the pregnancy I had and that's, is the child God gave me. The answer to your question is it is the most horribly beautiful, wonderful, horrible thing I've ever done. The hardest, most wonderful thing I have ever done um, is my son. I call him my best work because I feel like he is like the thing, the accomplishment that I have excelled in the most on this planet is being his mom. Oh, I'm actually quite shocked, I think. I'm doing a pretty okay job. I was not thinking I was gonna be able to do an okay job. I had never changed a diaper until the <laughs> leaving the NICU, and you know they force you to. Cause I was like, y'all, they were like, "Do you want it?" No, actually, I don't. <laughs> do you want to diaper now? No, you have, you have at it. I told them I was like, "I'm gonna have lots of diapers to change." Okay, so you can go for it. <laughs> so, um, I th- like that's how a way for I had never taken care of kids. I had like no concept. So you could imagine sending me home after a c-section that did not heal properly where i was like all swollen and five weeks in the nicu with a child that was literally being held literally being held together with glue and um cord string literally like surgery glue and string um, in multiple areas like he had two head wounds from brain surgeries back stuff like all this stuff And I had never changed a diaper. So it was was not easy. (laughs) But but, um, God provides. Like, I don't know how to say that. Like, it's like, like, even I found out about him. I found out about his medical stuff in the 20th week of my pregnancy. And I came home to the couch that's behind me. And I rocked back and forth. And I thought I was going to have a mental breakdown. And I was just rocking back and forth saying the same thing over and over. And then I remember hearing... In my head, something say to me, you have a decision to make right now. You can either go into, because de- remember, I was full-fledged depression back then still. Right. You can either go head first into a pit, a depressive pit, like you've never experienced before. Like you could, it's almost like I saw myself falling forward into a pit. And, they, and then the voice was like, or, and I was like, listen, tell me what the or is. <laughs> right now because the depressive pit don't sound good it actually said a depressive pit that you might not come out of that's what it said and I was like "Mm, what's the next thing and it said or you could get up right now and just do what you always do every night and I was like well that's a crappy choice but it was almost like which one do you want and I was like uh okay I guess I will stop rocking back and forth on the couch and I will stand up and I will take the dishes out of the dishwasher. And you know, it's funny because looking back on that, I realized I thought that that was just me or indigestion, but I realized that it was God kind of showing me how to get through this whole thing. Wow. Like literally a choice in the moment. Like I can't spend a lot of time thinking, oh my God, how is this going to happen? What, when he turns 18 and Oh, if you gonna have any friends, like all of the worries and the concerns that come with having a child in general, just a healthy child, but also having a child with all of these special needs, literally, that have to be tended to. Because as I've put my feet out, the road appears, like it's literally been like that. So it's literally been the experience of, or you can get up and do the dishes. Uh, uh, oh. Wow. Or, you know, and every single time that anxiety or anything comes over me, it's been that thought that has helped me like, no, you do not have to get overwhelmed with getting this wheelchair fixed or how is this thing, d- does he have to have surgery again or this? No, 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 It's like I reel it back and do do, 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 And I think, what do I have to do right now? I need to call the guy at the wheelchair company and say to him, this stuff is still broken. That's all I have to think. Wow. Where where red thing going to be working when he go to school is wheelchair going to come apart Is he going to do all of that stuff is not necessary and it's been the hardest like I said it's like the most beautiful horrible I always say that when people always go oh, and I'm like listen I'm going to be honest it's been the most beautiful horrible thing I've ever experienced okay mm. it, because there are things that you you know it's hard sometimes to watch your son remember now I'm able bodied I can walk. I'm fine. He's the one doing He's the one going through all this stuff. And when you have a child, especially your first child, you realize, wow, I didn't even know I could love somebody. Like you're looking at your husband, like, "I, I, I mean, you, it's cool and everything, but I didn't know I could love somebody like this. Like, it's like a different experience when you have a child and then to watch them, you know, sometimes have difficulties and struggle. That's not easy. That part is not okay. You know, but the provision man, you don't play with Jesus. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen with my son. I literally have no concept of what he is or isn't capable of. But he's been blowing my mind all these years. First of all, they told me he was gonna die. They told me he, was gonna, he wasn't gonna, they told me he wasn't gonna live past three days. So on day four, I, was, uh, I wheelchaired my bloated uh, cesarean section self into the NICU and stood up and looked down in the little thing and thought, well, that's one thing that didn't happen. They told me he wouldn't speak. No, they talk about that stuff. Um, of that stuff's happening. So, <laughs> so you know, in my mind, I don't know what it's going to look like. So in my mind, I'm like, why worry about what it's going to look like? I just need to focus on the now. Okay. And now is I have the cutest. Yes. I have, you know, and it's funny because before the depression lifted off of me, a lot of times, I used to say this to people all the time, and it still is this way. I used to, sometimes when I was really sad, it was like I would look into his face. And it would be like everything would go away. It was like looking into the sun because oh. he's an awesome like not just he's my kid and I love him, but I just kind of like him like he's a great human, you know what I mean? Like I he's a person that I would choose to spend time around and he's yeah. he, you know like now that his vocabulary vocabulary is getting better and stuff, you know he got jokes of <laughs> and, you know I love that the like, you know, like, right. I'm always like, booby. Who taught you English? Like every time you say something, I'll be like, "Who's teaching you English? Who is teaching you these English words?" You know what I mean, <laughs> at the house or whatever. So I mean, he brings. There's so much joy. It's it's it's. There's so much joy, and there's challenge. But in the challenge, there's it's more like opportunity for growth. I don't know if you remember me talking yes. about gratefulness at the beginning. Yes. Of, this and changing and with him he was one of the biggest lessons on how to change your perspective because if you're a person with depression and you give birth to a child with all these special needs listen you can tank your brain in a second well, yeah. he, what's wrong with me i'm broken why did i give all that kind of stuff or you could choose to look at it differently and that's a process too that takes a long time to get to but you can just choose to be like listen i got an awesome kid okay there are people out here with healthy children that don't like
0: yes okay? yes and look, Rushni, I I send scriptures out sometimes. I should be more consistent now, but I used to be. But the scripture today, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope, Romans 5, 3 through 4. Mm-hmm. And, and And so that is one of the things that I, I, I love hearing because whatever that thing is that seems to be tough, it brings about hope in the end mm-hmm. and it builds our character. If you let it, Yes, the yes. Thing is, if you
1: let it, there's a path. Mm. Like if you read that scripture again, there's like a path. There's a, there's a progression. Yes. Right? He's telling Perseverance. You, this thing will cause this thing yes. let it. This thing will cause this thing if you let it. Yes. But if you don't let it, you could be, you stay back there. There's no progression. Right. Path. And so exactly that, exactly that scripture. And I didn't even think about that scripture, but absolutely. It's yeah. like have to choose, you know, I have had, I had a therapist tell me one time that I have had a exorbitant, exorbitant amount of tragedies occur to me. I keep trying to tell y'all the half is there, but y'all would be jaw dropped if y'all knew why, how, what, what was going on. My whole life story with respect to me and the fact that I'm out here clowning on the internet giggling. It's almost like I'm sure the devil mad at me because he's just like I keep trying. Right, <laughs> I keep trying to right, joke it out. Okay, she just she just keeps bringing back up like ah, it. <laughs> the world, that in the world didn't take it away. This And I'm like listen because it's like a choice to look at it. It You know, a lot of times I'll have these conversations with God and I'll be like, okay, God, (laughs) you're going to have to help me with this one, okay? Because I can't wrap my brain around how to change the perspective on this one. But there's a perspective change available. It's like what you were just saying, like the tribulation. Like I know there's a progression. I've experienced the progression from tribulation to hope before. I'm going to need you to help me get through the steps because I can't see it. But what I'm not about to do is stay back here. Right. okay i'm not i'm listen i might not get to the to the end of the thing but i'm gonna run the race i'm not i've tried sitting back here bawling and weeping and waiting for somebody to come save me and lift it all off of me and that didn't happen i mean god could have chosen to do all of that miraculously he didn't choose to do that for me but he said according to the power that works within me Mm, amen I'm like God need you to show me the power that's working within me how do i change this perspective like you said so i can progress from tribulation to hope, because I need hope part.
0: Yes. Yes. And I mean, I, and, and one of the things that I was reminded of when I was listening to you is with me changing my mindset and me changing my lifestyle, you know, I, my mood has been elevated so much. So that when tribulation comes, and I and I <laughs> hate to admit this, but I'm gonna be transparent. When tribulation would come, I've been so elevated in my mood and my spirituality that I'm expecting that I should be sad and that I should be handling this differently. And I remember trying to force myself to cry <laughs> and to experience a negative emotion because to me, I felt like it was appropriate, but I'm like, I can't. It's like in my head, I'm thinking it's it's just not that deep. It's I've literally had that exact yes.
1: conversation yes. with my husband. Yes. I, went really it. Yes, me, I went into the mirror.
0: Yes, I went into the mirror trying to make
1: me cr- more. Yes, right. I was like, and it was like I was waiting for the hammer to drop, and I was like, "Ain't nothing dropping. Mm-hmm. God is good." Yes. It, hmm, that's not what's supposed to be coming out like your brain is like and I told my husband I was like this should bother me more right to bother me more this to take me off the rails for weeks right but I that? don't even barely fi- like I heard it but you know God gonna work that out and he'll be like yeah yeah okay something is going on over <laughs> there I'm, I don't know what's going on <laughs> I'm like you know check on me in an hour or two see if I fall through the grates or something I'm what's going on <laughs> Like, I, absolutely. Like, just like, this is weird. I feel like, I, like I told you, even even coming in from my son, I'd be like, I'm supposed to be sleepy and depressed. I, right? I would go back in my bed. But then I come in and I'm just like, I'm awake. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh I'm gonna make it on. I, like my brain is like, oh, well, so much for that plan. You know, I even, yeah. used to, listen, I'm gonna be, you wanna talk about transfer. I used to not shower before I went outside because I'd be like, oh uh, you know <laughs> right. I started coming in and being so awake and alert and annoyed at the fact that I had to go <laughs> take a shower now that I just take the shower before I just <laughs> take the shower when I was supposed to be taking it in the first place like I just knew I oh, I would come inside and be like I'd be so ready to go and I'd be like I gotta go shower and i set <laughs> so then I said, since you're going to be awake now and all alert and bouncing all over the place, go shower in the morning when you in the bathroom spinning in circles. I'm just in the bathroom walking around in <laughs> circles because that's what I used to do. And I, now I'm not in the bathroom like, duh, Rushny, you're in here. Take a shower right now so that when you come in from your son, you're ready to go.
0: Right. Come
1: your son, to go. right. I yes. come in, I get a cup of tea, I get my planner out, my journal, and I'm ready to go. I'm yes
0: you yeah, know it's first, amazing
1: yeah this this pa- it, it just shows you how it just shows you how you can be married to a pattern that doesn't serve you listen i feel yes. that that's the yeah. word yes. you can be married to a pattern that you either learned externally or that you developed over the years for some reason it may have been serving you maybe not in a good way but it was still bringing you something right and now you're just like well this is what i do well, this is who I am. And it's like, are you though? Do you right. that? Especially when your physiology is like, no, nah, we good.
0: Yeah. So, but I do want to ask, like, what information would you like to share with um, the listeners and the people that are watching this who may struggle with depression or struggle with, you know, all these different uh, mental health blocks and stuff like that? What would you want to share with them?
1: Uh get help. Get help, get help, get help, get help, get help. Find a therapist. Find a counselor. Find someone who has a training to assist you and make sure that person shares your worldview. So if you're a Christian, make sure you pick somebody that is a Christian. You don't want somebody pouring into you a bunch of stuff um, that is not in line with how you view the world. That's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say, and this is kind of contradictory to depression itself, but it's helpful to hear somebody say it to you. It is not your fault. Nothing is wrong with you. You are not broken. Like all of those, like the fact that you're thinking that, that is the depression. That is not you. And everybody else is not walking around perfectly fine, conquering the lions and stuff. And you're the only person that can't get it together. That is not the case, right? Mm -hmm. There are plenty of people walking around with insecurities and flaws, et cetera. Matter of fact, all of us are walking around, let me put it that way, with insecurities and flaws. Mental health has, like I said, a three-part component to it. There are reasons why you are thinking and feeling this way, and there is help to be had for whatever that is, Yeah. I'm not going to say things are curable because I don't know that. I mean, if you believe in God, you believe God created all of this. So he, he can cure whatever he wants to What man has the ability to do, that's up to man and God, right? What he can do, but there is absolutely help to be had no matter how far in your brain you think you are, no matter how much of a mess you think you've created. Um, there, there is, there is a way of escape. Let's put it that way. There's a way of escape. And so, you know, the other thing I would say is free things. I know a lot of times people are like therapy. Oh my God. So expensive. But you never know. Sometimes you're, if you were, if you have a job, sometimes your job uh, benefits will allow you to talk to a therapist um, for a limited amount of uh, visits. If you just call. And um, I think it's the behavior health. I don't remember, but you know, it might be like a set group of visits, maybe like three, four. Right. That's true. It doesn't hurt to ask. There's lots of online, um, Therapists now, uh, Google, you know, of course you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, I was like, there, There's one right here. But, um, and also if you are looking for online help, there's organizations where you can talk to therapists online so that you don't have to like get up and go because I know sometimes that is a big thing, just the drive to move right. and the anxiety to go outside. Um, and find uh, content online. First of all, we all have a cell phone in our hand um, or a laptop or something where we can get on the internet nowadays. There is so much content to fill your mind with a different mindset. Yes. Uh, just find podcasts, follow YouTubers, listen to th- teaching tapes, sermons, I whatever, pour that stuff in your brain. It, it, Listen. It's gonna do. It's gonna get in there. It oh. might revolutionize your life, but it'll start changing the foundation that anything else is is built on. That your ther- it'll help your therapist. The other thing too is pay attention to people who are poor, people, things, content, etc. That you are uh, consuming that's contributing to this thing that's yes. going your mind. Like okay. if you are always anxious and you have a friend who's always anxious or you're always by your mama house and she's just constantly like an anxious person or you're watching some, I don't know, scary things that freak you like whatever, you don't have to do those things. Like you can just gradually start asking God to show you what does and doesn't need to be in your space. And just those small changes will cause at least some momentum. Yes some momentum, um, in, in a positive direction. I, I always, I, I ponder to how to get people to go to therapy. I just feel like everybody needs to go to therapy. Like, I just, I just feel like we all do. To me, it's almost like a doctor's checkup, you know, when you go to physical, Absolutely. even if you feel like everything's great, I just feel like we all need to. And a lot of times I feel like the people that are in therapy, we're in therapy because we're dealing with the people who aren't in therapy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, listen, ain't yeah. there's no shame. Like, this is for your good, yes. right? Um, and the good thing about a therapist, just if you've never been to one, is first of all, it's illegal for them to tell your business. So they can't they can go out here telling anybody anything that you said, unless it's like you're going to harm yourself or someone else, right? Like if you go in there and you say you're going to kill Pookie, then she got to say something. But other than that, you could go in there and be like, my mama's stupid. And she always talking. She can't say none of that. And I hate my job. Like she can't say any of that. Right. And they're impartial, which is the best part of a therapist. The, well, the best part is that they're trained, right? So that they know how to, but they're impartial. So you could go to your friend or your mama and be like, I hate Pookie, but your mama's like, what are you talking about? Pookie, Pookie been helping you for years, this and that other. And then you're like, I don't feel heard. A therapist don't know Pookie. Mm. A therapist is not going to be like, how could you say that about Pookie? Pookie's been helping you for years. Therapist, don't know, therapist knows what you tell them. Mm want an impartial person who is trained to help you get out of whatever rut you're in and who really doesn't care. Uh, th- their client is you. So they're in there putting your mama's agenda and dropping this and family legacy talk and all this craziness on you. They're in there like, how do I help this person move forward and stop having these negative results in their life? Like that's literally what they're looking at. Like they come in, they assess you, you tell them information and they start giving you tools. Things to think about, you know, because they can see it. A lot of times I find, I think therapists can see it. Like you walk in the door and they're like, I got it. I, I see what's the problem. <laughs> you just drop it all on your head at once. And so they dole it out like, you know, like medicine and you go and you will see a change. So those are, th- that's the advice, you know, that I would get, go see it, go get some help, talk to somebody, consume better content, remove things that are not serving you.
0: You know, uh, you're, you're like the therapist spokesperson. I wouldn't have to say anything <laughs> because you hit it all on the head. Um, so, Rushley, you have a, um, different platforms. How can people connect with you, you know, and connect with um, you on social media and things like that?
1: Absolutely. I am Glamazini everywhere. G-L-A-M-A-Z-I-N-I. So that is, I'm most active on Facebook. Uh, You can find me there, facebook.com slash Glamazini. And on Instagram, instagram.com slash Glamazini. And of course, YouTube, my first love, youtube.com slash Glamazini. But I am Glamazini everywhere. So on Twitter, I also have Glamazini.com, which is my blog. Um, And I'm on Pinterest, but not that much. So don't don't go over there because I don't <laughs> I don't update. Okay. Yeah, so that is pretty much how you can find me um, online. And if you want to message me, the easiest way is Instagram or Facebook messages. I check them very often now. I used to not check my Facebook messages because I had some viral videos and my inbox went a little crazy. <sighs> you know, with the help of Jesus. <laughs> I got through that with my time blocking. That's exactly how I cleared out that inbox. <laughs> now I have zero anxiety about these viral videos and this inbox situation that happened. So you can totally find me there on Facebook. Um, so
0: and thank you again, Rushni. Thank you for having me. You. This was wonderful. Yes, I enjoyed it more than in ever. <laughs> so, but we'll be talking soon. So thanks Absolutely. a lot. Thanks, hon. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to visit my website at www.life-counseling-transitions.com. You can also find me on Twitter at akayami Speaks, on Instagram at akayami McCoy, and on YouTube as Akiami McCoy. All right. Thanks a lot. And I hope you return for the next episode.